Okay, so we're back. Um, what can I say? Uh, it's pretty much a mouthful what was said about just pearly things. And uh, it's, it's a shock, you know. But she was this like regular kid from the Midwest, woman, young woman, and she ended up saying some, agreeing with some disrespectful stuff. Um, but you know, uh, MTR, uh, mediocre tutorials and reviews. He's calling her out. I just saw a video he just uploaded. Um, It really is crazy because it's um it seems that that's how people will try to get ahead you know they will use black people as a beast of burden it's kind of like feminism you know uh you know the white feminists they will use black women as a beast of burden to get what they want you know they use them to work their way to be equal white men but they don't care about black women being equal to black men. So they just tossed, toss, you know, black women to the side that have helped them. And that seems what it, that's, it kind of seems like what I'm seeing with just pearly things. The fact that, you know, you have black workers who have helped you, you know, black African-Americans that have helped her get where she is today. And she smacks them in the face by interviewing a known white supremacist okay and um it, it's crazy because i saw in the clip from mtr how an italian woman <clears throat> on the just poorly things interview said that you know told nick is racist and she's like you know and she said well as an italian we don't claim you i speak for the italian community we don't i don't claim you we don't claim you and he says well i'm not racist you're the one going out with a black guy i'm like wow and you could t and he says he's a proud incel right and you could already see that's the type of jealousy and hatred that he got against people who are over you know or more little you know have more advantages than him okay and he strikes me as an he really does strike me as an incel okay as someone that would say some stuff like that say the things he was saying and he would come off as you know saying some bitter stuff like that but it's really uh eye-opening to say the least about how some people racists will use blacks to get where they want to go and then toss them to the wind kind of like once again like feminism does to black women and i've always said this feminism is the sister to white supremacy hell white women would own slaves okay and join the clan to prove that they're just as good as white men being racist Okay. Black men offer themselves up to be whored out. 
<laughs> How can a woman speak on behalf as a man? Speak on your behalf as a man. They was too thirsty to co-sign her. That's the thing too, man. That that's the thing. I like. I don't look. I'm black. Heritage West Indian. I've seen with a lot of African American men, not all. You know, they have this fantasy of being with a white woman, and that is the dream. That is the paradise. And you don't understand that a woman is a woman, and if she's a different ethnic group than you, if she's white. Hell, she could get away with doing a lot of things to you, and you won't do anything because she's white. Okay? And she has said, hey, I'm team Karen sometimes. So imagine a black man dating her, and she could get off saying some slick crap to him. Not even have him over for Thanksgiving. Like, he'll eat his turkey in the car. She'll bring him a piece of turkey in the car. And if she'll be like, give him that look, you act up, and I'll say you try to hurt me. You know your place, boy. That's the thing. You really have to be careful when you want to go, you know, be with another ethnic group of women. I don't even believe there's one race and that's human race. However, we all have tendencies to do evil. And she has shown her face to do evil. All right. When she, after seeing this video, I'm like, wow, she was really working black people like it was a chitlin circuit. Like a, a literal chitlin circuit, man. And when she got Nick Fuentes on, she's like, yo, I'm done with the chick. I, I said it before in the last one. If she invited Nick Fuentes on, who's to say she can't invite nobody else? It's like she's gravitating, you know, to be with the right, with the alt-right. Can't tell me that. And she's googly-eyed and Ben Shapiro and most people that are basically for the outright in a way um, Nick Fuentes is basically in your face outright okay well let's get into the video fair use back on it hey mediocre tutorials hey Melanie King Hey, lead attorney. How many of y'all who were so desperate to get her approval, so desperate to get next to white mommy, that you willingly sold out your souls and what little integrity or character you may have had left in order to get a pat on the head from her in the desperate hopes of appearing next to a white host even though they are openly mocking black people and you hoping it's going to get you just a few more subscribers so you won't have to go back to five guys and get a real job. Come on down here and explain this now. Come on down here and explain this. All you clowns in the black sphere. all of y'all over there, I'm not going to say some of your names, nigga, you ain't going to. It's embarrassing all the worship of broads, these dudes going off a cliff. <laughs> hey, I told you, man, this 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 slave mentality has to stop among the African American men and African American women because they 
they will worship some white men too. There's a white dude on, he has a YouTube channel. He just practically just kisses the backside of black women. And he just practically worships African-American women. You got to watch out for that, all right? And I kind of see it like, you know, Democrat, Republican. They're both on the same team, but they work in different ways, okay? That's how they do things. Like Republicans, they'll try, they will probably try to make you feel like you're the, the good black. You're the well-behaved pet, the well-behaved animal, the domesticated animal. They won't say that, but they'll. that's the way they'll make you feel. They won't say the N-word to your face, you know, they try to get you to be their puppet. You know, Candace Owens, Brandon Tatum, and others, okay? ABL, all right, he said some nonsense about what his grandmother was grateful to be a slave and they got presents in Christmas time, some nonsense like that. And that's how they work it, all right? And the liberal side, you know, they'll make you feel, they'll have you feel like you're a helpless victim, basically being proud to be a victim and making you weak at the same time. Pearly things I think is on the liberal side of it. Well, maybe liberal, a kind of liberal, you know, turning into her real self, which is a wolf, you know, back in Malcolm X's day, he would say the Republicans are the wolves, Democrats are the foxes. And I see pretty things as being a sly fox and now slowly showing that she's really a wolf. Okay. Everyone feeding off the energy of a black male for their game. Pretty much. In order in an orderly culture, the broad never gets a voice among black males. Yeah, true patriarchy. Uh, the thing is, is though, you gotta remember, all right, with the manosphere, it's usually built up of men who have been hurt by women, all right, and they don't really know how to really heal from that and deal with it. So they play on that. Okay, you've been hurt by by women, so basically, you're really kind of a lame. You're kind of weak, and you know. So I'm gonna just feed your ego, get what I want from you, and then when I see I'm satisfied with where I want to be. I reveal my fangs. And this is how women move into the manosphere, okay? Because most dudes who have experience with women, they understand that, okay, she hurt me, I just move on. And I get stronger and I get better. Usually in the manosphere, it's the prize, comprised of men who just want to be jealous of Pookie and Ray Ray. They're getting all the chicks. You know, Pookie and Ray Ray didn't have to work hard. Why should I work hard? Okay? You, you know... And that is how, and, and that is how that mentality is how they get hurt because they, you want women who give their bodies up to trash men and you want to be one with women who give their bodies up to trash men. This is why people look at you as a joke, okay? Especially when it came with Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate, there's a video that came out that he said, well, who would you want to bang? Uh, trans? A trans uh, former woman who looks like um, who looks like Megan Fox, or a trans former man who's looks like Hulk Hogan, but she's a she's a woman, but she took you know chemicals to look like Hulk Hogan. Who you want to bang? That's the type of people in the manosphere. That's the type of people that the manosphere claims, and you wonder why women are looking at. Okay, you hurt. 
Deep down, they want to say, oh, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. But deep down, they look at you. You're a whiny little sissy. You haven't gotten over your hurt and your pain. Oh, poor you. Well, I'm going to use you for what I can get because you, like Outlaw said, right here, right here. Pookie gets the draws because he doesn't worship women. Here's another one. Okay. Here's another one right here. The then dudes was a mega lick. Yeah. Yeah. That's This is the reason why. Okay. See, the thing is with Pookie and Ray Ray. Every every man has at one time has put a woman on the pedestal, okay? And they got hurt and they had to move on. They may have complained to their friends, they may have raged, but after a while, you know, I, I've gotten hurt by women, but I took that energy and I put it into weights, I put it into exercise, I put it into, you know, that made me release that stress, which was working out, okay? Lifting weights. Okay, you talk with your among your male friends, you get it out of your system. And then you have to move on, okay? But a lot of these dudes, they're, you know, <clears throat> they don't want to do that. And that's what pays the bills in the manosphere, though. You'll understand that. It doesn't, paying the bills in the manosphere is not um, progression. Progression doesn't pay. Talking about body counts, talking about how you've been hurt, talking about how the fact that you really complain about this woman hurting you, or the fact that maybe you have cheated and woman cheated back. And instead of accepting that and understand, okay, you caused this woman to cheat on you, for example, you saying like, nah, man, she should have stayed with me. I don't care. Perfect example, Jeff Bezos, right? He cheated on his wife and then he got divorced. The wife took half. She don't deserve half. She helped build him. I've talked to these men. I said, listen, he cheated on her. He worked, um, she worked with him to get those millions. So she gets half. They cry and whine about it. And this is why you guys are targets because you got a lot of you guys lack maturity. Some of you guys who got divorced, you caused your own divorce. They don't talk about that. There's no really it, there's no really maturity sometimes. You'll see it because what brings in the revenue for the manosphere, talking about big booty hoes talking about body counts, promiscuity, how to get more chicks, how to play out, quote unquote alpha. And it's really just a man who just gets experience and he understands, you know, life, you get, you get hit and you have to get back up. That's it. They overvalue women and that's why women have them under their feet, under their boot. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. Okay. Or their MGTOW, right? Here's this one. Their MGTOW, oh, we don't need women. You don't need women. But you're banging sex dolls. You're advocating for banging sex dolls. You don't need women, but you're banging sex dolls. You want a woman, but you're not willing to mature enough to be able to be able to turn down sex. Okay. Turn it down. And not let her use you. See, that's another thing that's not talked about in the manosphere. I remember Minister Jack says, you have to be willing to turn sex down. Another thing, there's nothing wrong with being like, sorry about that. I almost got disconnected. You know what? There's nothing wrong with being by yourself, okay? 
But there's the things that they don't talk about in the manosphere, all right? They don't talk about abstaining, really, from perversions, okay? I'll tell you something. Um, Masturbation. I get clown for this too, masturbation. The one thing that will have you hooked on coochie is masturbation. It will have you focus, have your, your mind distorted on how you view women. It will also um, put you on a fast track to have prostate cancer and a quick way to death. It's a slow killer. It will destroy the frontal lobe of your brain. All right. You're throwing away zinc, which is in your sperm, which helps you to focus and have motivation and drive. These are the things that are not talked about in the manosphere. They laugh at no fat. But these are the things that help you to have self-control when you're with dealing with a woman. It helps you to not see her as a sex object and to see her as a natural human being. And if you see her that way, you're able to have the strength to Talk to her as a regular person. And if she says things that you don't like, you can leave her alone. And you can put her in the friend zone. Never talk to her as you would if you were in lust. But this is laughed upon. Because in the manosphere, sex is the priority. Getting your penis wet is the priority. Yep, everything you just said about masturbation. That is it. But if you talk about this, it's laughed upon. You're looked upon as lame because in reality, they want access to easy sex. They don't want to um, put in the work to be able to learn delayed gratification. They worship coochie. Don Mega said these manosphere people are into the coochie industrial complex. That is what they're into. Check out Don Mega. Check him out. He roasts the manosphere. Because all this is happening here, it's not pearly, it's not, it's not pearly things fault. It's not just pearly things fault. Because you guys are easy to manipulate because you love sex more than you love self-improvement, more than you love yourself. Okay. These women could know, the women that you pick, they know they could get you because you're not willing to stand. You're not willing to risk losing them, okay? You you can't stand up for yourself. You let a woman disrespect you, curse you out, say all types of stuff, and you won't leave her because she's giving you sex. That's it. These guys, they drool over pearly things. They drool over her. All right? That's the thing. They have fantasies of trying to be with her. And she has no fantasies of being with you. You guys jumping out here saying, well, I got my passport. I can. I, I, it's over for you women. Yeah, yeah, over. Oh, what? So you could go overseas to pay five dollars for a box that you don't even you don't even know if these people have, get monthly checkups. You just going over there to have sex with women 
that you don't know where they've been before you. Some of you guys are going over there to have to 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 um, have sex with women that are not of legal age. That's how bad you guys would rather do that than self-improve. That's it. That's exactly running over the foreign lands to get themselves killed and hurt. Cheap sex is a drug to these dudes. That's right. That's why they're always crying on Facebook. When you ever give them logical solutions, they always say, well, yeah, but well, yeah, this, but, um, you know, uh, we, we, you know, us men, you know, we, we want them to submit, submit to what, what do you have? Oh, it's all about money. Yeah, man. A woman that's expensive to have because you got to provide, you got to protect her. Oh, I'm sorry. That requires work. You know, I remember when I was with a woman walking down the dark alley. Some dudes were looking at her. I looked at them right back. I was willing to lay down my life for the woman I was with. They came out with knives. I didn't care. She had to drag me away. I didn't care. That's what it is when it means to be a man. Okay, that, that's love right there. All right? Now... When it comes to, you know, that's somebody that I liked and she liked me and we loved each other. All right. That's, but you know, that we had a friendship there. You understand? I didn't look at her with lust in my eyes and, you know, I'm, I'm talking from personal experience, man. When you look at a woman with lust, that's an, that you make yourself a sucker. All right, and that's how they could get in and use you. Women have used sex for decades to destroy men. For decades. All right. You got. I mean, you could even look in the Bible, Samson and Delilah. All right. You can see other instances too in life. Men losing fortunes over being in lust with women. how that turn out? And you're seeing it right here in the manosphere because they have this slave mentality to sex and this fantasy of being with a white woman. Okay. And yeah, MGTOW, like MGTOW, here's another thing too. I was in a Facebook group of MGTOW and they had a, a transformer woman in it. You see what I'm talking about? You make yourself targets, okay? For MGTOW, women are trash. I hate women. They're this, they're that. Who do you think is going to want to make you a target? The alphabet committee, the rainbow gang. And they'll come up to you like, you know, well, I'm prettier than a woman. And some of you guys have said, well, they're prettier than a woman. Some of you guys go to Thailand and you messing with those lady boys. That's also been, you see how you guys make yourself clowns? And that's another thing they've also said about when you are uh, with masturbation. It will have you going. For some people, it will have them going the other way. Oh, you'll be going your own way, all right. Straight into the arms of the rainbow gang.
a lot of this is just men not being able to master themselves. This is why you get caught up. This is why you get hit with these um, chameleons, these Trojan horses. Let's get into this. Don't eat off of me. Make your clickbait for something else. You ain't gonna eat. I ain't beefing with you. You ain't gonna eat off of me. But y'all already know the damn names. You know who they are. Why don't you tell them, hey, y'all got some explaining to do. Jason brought invoices. Jason brought invoices. You should have known something was wrong here. When you see a white chick, she sits up here and she has thumbnail images showing white people. But when you look at the show, it's got black people. Every damn time you turn around, a white woman sitting up here, your thumbnail images got white people. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that at all. I barely watch her show. That means to say that she can't have her own ethnic group in there. If you can't, you have your white woman it has an audience and it's all you know, like Sari Jesse Raphael, right? She had all mixed people, black, white, Asian, Chinese, Oprah. She had black, white, Asian, Chinese. But if you have just black people in your audience, and you're the only white people that white person there, something's wrong there. That means you don't have that type of pull. What 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 happened? Why you don't have white people? It means you probably didn't have much to talk about uh, with your fellow white sisters. Maybe it's the fact that she's probably not that much of a looker. I'm not trying to insult her, but fine women, white women, usually are hanging out together. And maybe she didn't have that type of pull. So she had to deal with the blacks. Yeah, the darkies. But then your damn shows were filled with black folk on it. Thumbnail images of white folk and black folk everywhere. You done built a whole damn channel off of black people sitting around, talking to black folk, holding court. That's what the hell y'all stood up here and do. Let's bring some black folk out here. So she can make some low rent money on the chitlin circuit. And then after she's built herself up, after she built herself up, we'll show some white folk. But when you click on this all black people, after she done built herself up, now she gets to come get with the alt-right. So she can say, you know what? I've been sitting on this for all of these years trying to get my money straight. Now that the money is right, I'm going to let you know exactly what I think of you. And not surprisingly, she didn't just go to something that was just a little questionable. She went full-blown alt-right. She went full-blown Richard Spencer. She didn't just start doing that a couple of days ago. She been like that. Toxic masculinity shows a white woman's face on the thumbnail. Toxic masculinity. But when you click on it, it's black men. Who are the clowns and idiots who didn't recognize this years ago when they saw it? Well, apparently right here. Apparently right there. 
Now, I've been having folks tell me for years that wasn't what it was. They were claiming up and down for years that wasn't what it was. It wasn't really like that. Oh, Jason's just hating. Yeah, because I want to be on pearly things. Yeah, because Jason's just hating. Yeah, because you've got some super secret understanding of reality that Jason doesn't have, right? Allegedly. Some super secret, super duper understanding of reality that he just doesn't have. Some of y'all need to recognize here when you see this kind of stuff, there's a whole bunch of folks out here who are just desperate to get on and desperate to be on. That they don't care if they're sitting next to full-blown white supremacists, can they get an extra 30 views? Now, if I knew that this was pearly things get down two years ago, one and a half years ago, a year ago, six months ago, then please tell me what in the hell is your damn excuse here? No, there you are. Hey, mediocre tutorials. How you doing there, dude? You got some explaining to do, don't you think? Hey, DJ Chub Rock. Whoever you are, this face. Come to think of it, this could really hurt the credibility of many of these black content creators. It really could. Because you look, it makes you have egg on your face. It really does. Why would these dudes ever care to listen to her? Proof they worship these broads. She offended some coochie. Oh, <laughs> she offered coochie. All will be forgiven. Ah. <laughs> oh gosh. This is embarrassing, man. They better hope they never go mainstream. Never. Don't you ever want to be mainstream ever. Because this will get you clowned left and right. Okay? Hot 97. All right. All these uh talk shows get it would just you get demolished all right it would just it'd be horrible let's keep going looks familiar kinda sorta maybe i don't know folks got some explaining to do around these parts don't they they got some real explaining to do around here I just want folks to see what the hell is going on. Because when I was warning about this the whole damn time, I shouldn't have to sit here and take it out. This is one of, oh boy, one of her immigrants that she, she's got no end to immigrants. That shows you how much disgust and disdain she has for them. She's got nothing but utter contempt for them. And you sitting here with your sunshades on, like you who's the Mac. Why don't you go ahead and explain to him how you feel about this afterward now? Why don't you explain that? They got some explaining to do over there, right? They got some explaining to do. How in the hell is it? I was talking about this the whole damn time and they didn't say anything. Yeah, they're just that desperate for white approval. Now they'll sit up here and make a beef with me, but are they going to call out white mommy? Oh, that is true. That is true. They have this the African-American society. They go to war with each other. But when it comes to white people, there's some sort of fear, ingrained fear. And that shouldn't be. 
They're human beings. They bleed just like you. I don't know why you can't go to war with them. All right? Just, you know, nothing to be afraid of. They ain't God. They're going to make it clear and plain what they think about what the hell she said? Or is why don't you just come out and say the real damn thing, dude? Why don't you just come out and say the real damn thing, dude? You don't give a damn about that. You think slavery is exaggerated. Whatever the white girl says goes. I'd feel better about you, mediocre, lead attorney, Melanie King. I'd feel better about you, and I would have more respect for you if you would just come out and just say, you know what? That black stuff don't matter to me. I'm just about my clicks and views and making some extra money. I'm just about that. So... You know, if she don't like black folk, well, you know, I got bills to pay. If you gonna be a hoe, be a full blown hoe. Hate to say it, but many of these black manosphere content creators are basically um, prostitutes with the gift of gab. Hate to say it. It's what it is. I mean, if if they really were about it. They would have canceled her. The only one I've seen who has been talking has been uh, talking about it is uh, O'Shea. That's it so far. Now there's MTR who's talking about it. If these dudes called canceled all their OnlyFans accounts and became disciplined, women would be crawling back to them. The person who cares the least has the power. The female is a bonus. To them, she is a must. She's getting a lot of views. She got a lot of his subscribers now, right? Let me see something right here. Let me see how many subscribers does she got right now. On Rumble, she got like, what, 17K? Yeah, 17K on Rumble. Let's see. All right. Let's see something here. 1.37 million. Hmm. Yeah, man, they, they're going to be, uh, <laughs> I mean, they'll call her out, but a few, I doubt most of them will. I'm wait, I'll wait to see what King Riches has to say. Um, let's just see how that's going to go, all right? But I, I would see a lot of, I hate to say it, but I will see a lot. Some of these content creators probably won't or care. They'll just see that as the bag, and that will show how much disrespect they're going to get from other content creators and other females who want to enter this space as chameleons. And then when they get what they get, they show their true colors. If the shoe fits, buy a matching purse. But don't sit up here and pretend that you didn't see this and don't know it anymore. 720 degrees, 10 tons of analysis that you'll receive nowhere else. If you are new, might think, well, hello there, Adam. Well, he this is Richard Spencer, a known white supremacist, who, you know, he had a tirade after the Charlotte incident went down, calling people octoroons. It's a racist slang term. Look, slang, racist, racial slang term. Uh, that's Adam 22, the pedophile. And this is uh, who was schooling. <laughs> Black content creators in the relationship niche, Destiny, a dude with blue hair now but had pink hair, and he was schooling 
men on just pearly things, black men. All these L's, all these fresh hot L's. Hello there, Adam from No Jumper. Now, folks, I can actually play several clips from this program that Adam and No Jumper did with Richard Spencer after all these years talking to black folks about, quote, black culture. And then he does this wild spin out of nowhere and wants to talk to Richard Spencer. So a lot of folks there have taken issue with it. Some of his former co-hosts have taken issue with it. But I submit to you that he was he was showing these tendencies when you got these white dudes, a white fellow who does not come from street culture whatsoever. He comes from skater boy, stoner culture. And, but he knows that there's a certain contingent of black folk who are looking for a white person to give them approval no matter what. No matter what. So he brings on Richard Spencer and some guy named blue haired fellow named Destiny. He calls it a debate. Here's the problem. It I want you to know something. Manosphere was getting schooled. Black dudes from like Manosphere channels getting schooled by a white man with a female name, Destiny. A female name. Wow. L's, L's everywhere. It ain't a debate. Not even Superman. Just L's. Just L's. <laughs> so many L's. Just, just the house of L, and I ain't talking Superman. <laughs> there was no debate. No, I'm not exaggerating. There was no debate. You just had two white men sitting there agreeing with each other the whole time. And I know they were because I counted it. You can go through this interview. They say the exact words, I agree with you five times. And they say the words, I agree over 20 times. More than 20 times they said the words, I agree, and more and five times they said the specific phrase, I agree with you. That's the thing with a debate, you have to ha you're having conflicting views. Like you I say something like, I believe Democrats and Republicans are the same. Someone who's debating will say, Well, that's not true. You see, this is it's an opposing minds coming together and they're actually having a debate kind of like what you see with the democrat and republicans that's a debate it's an argument it's a civilized argument now please tell me how in the hell yes i counted deborah you damn right because i don't want you all going back looking silly or stupid so i documented all of this to make sure that none of you would look silly or stupid or humiliated now, while the context of it may not have always been precisely the same, because they were saying, I agree to each other, and then saying that they agree on different topics, the bottom line is you will find, the, find them saying, Richard saying to the Destiny and Destiny saying to Richard, I agree with you five times. And then saying, I agree over 20 times. Yes, I counted. Yes, I did. Because I wanted to make sure we had all the facts. And we sure did. But you simply had two white men here basically agreeing with each other on nuances of things. Now, I could play a lot of things here. It might be messed up here, but the, the fellow who was supposed to be debating Richard here. Let me go ahead and find something right quick. The fellow who was supposed to be debating Richard, uh, well, talking about agreeing. The fellow who was supposed to be debating him 
doesn't really do a whole lot of debating him. I'm sure you've played this one, not to poke at your past or whatever, but I'll do it. I play this all the time. Sure. Right? If you ask people involved in BLM, how many unarmed black, I'm curious, how many unarmed black men do you think are killed every year by the police? Um, oh, man. Billions. <laughs> yeah, millions, billions. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Like, if you had to like, no, guess, it's, it's, it's unfair. I'm putting a, it on a relatively like, yeah, small number, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like people might say like a relatively small number and guess like maybe like 500. It's like 12. Right. It's a very small number. But like, think about it this way. But it's an expression of what. Now, this is the white dude that Adam brought on allegedly to debate Richard. My thing is, why didn't you have. A black, like you know, you'll hear Jason Black say it. Why don't have a black person on there? Why not? Okay, and this is Adam 22's debate, he's hosting this. Why not have a black person who knows his stuff to debate these guys? No, because that means Adam will have to do something called work when it comes to that. He doesn't really care, yet, he hangs out with uh black people from Cali. He's hanging out with black people that are in the same classes and the same culture, which is the drug culture. You could see sometimes with some white people, you know, they don't like blacks with intelligence. They like blacks that are, you know, they can make fun of. They could feel smarter than them. They'll hang out with blacks that are on the same, not kind of lower than them in a way. So they feel smart. It's sad. That's how some of them are. And yet he comes out sounding more all right than Richard. This is the guy that Adam chose. Adam chose this guy. Could have chosen somebody black. Could have chosen an Umar Johnson. Could have chosen somebody who would be actually qualified to do this. He chooses a white fella. And then amazingly enough, what do you know? It's a white dude who's sitting there agreeing with Richard and expressing Richard's talking points. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because this is this is not a debate. He's right. Because if you want, you have to have opposing views on a debate. Otherwise, it's just a conversation. But like, again, he doesn't want to do any work. Adam doesn't really want to do any work. He wants blacks that if he was probably get a black person there, he'd probably get somebody who pops pills and would say all the stuff that he wants, that Adam wants him to say. That's probably what would happen. He does. He, Adam doesn't look like somebody who actually wants to do some real deep debates. He likes things on the surface. That's the guy that Adam chose to quote unquote debate. But wait a minute now. You know, I didn't skip forward or anything. Notice it keeps going. They feel. I, I, I think mm -hmm. we have, it might not very well be rational and you can, sho you can shove statistics down their throat, but it's an expression of how they feel. And it might even be a certain kind of fantasy element to it as well. Um, in the sense that uh, they, they do feel at, yeah, out of place and oppressed and not making it or something. It, it also expresses. If you ask people involved in BLM, how many unarmed black might think, well, hello there, Adam. Well, hello there, Adam from No Jumper. Now, folks, I can actually play several clips from this program that Adam and No Jumper did with Richard Spencer after all these years talking to black folks about, quote, black culture. And then he does this wild spin out of nowhere and wants to talk to Richard Spencer. So, a lot of folks there have taken issue with it. Some of his former co-hosts have taken issue with it. 
But I submit to you that he was he was showing these tendencies when you got these white dudes, a white fellow who does not come from street culture whatsoever. He comes from skater boy, stoner culture. And, but he knows that there's a certain contingent of black folk who are looking for a white person to give them approval no matter what. No matter what. So he brings on Richard Spencer and some guy named blue haired fellow named Destiny. He calls it a debate. Here's the problem. It ain't a debate. There was no debate. No, I'm not exaggerating. There was no debate. You just had two white men sitting there agreeing with each other the whole time. And I know they were because I counted it. You can go through this interview. They say the exact words, I agree with you five times. And they say the words, I agree over 20 times. More than 20 times they said the words I agree and more and five times they said the specific phrase I agree with you. Now please tell me how in the hell yes I counted Deborah you damn right cuz I don't want you all going back looking silly or stupid. So I documented all of this to make sure that none of you would look silly or stupid or humiliated. Now, while the context of it may not have always been precisely the same, because they were saying, I agree to each other, and then saying that they agree on different topics, the bottom line is you will find, the, find them saying, Richard saying to the Destiny, and Destiny saying to Richard, I agree with you five times. And then saying, I agree over 20 times. Yes, I counted. Yes, I did. Because I wanted to make sure we had all the facts. And we sure did. But you simply had two white men here basically agreeing with each other on nuances of things. Now, I could play a lot of things here. It might be messed up here, but the, the fellow who was supposed to be debating Richard here. Let me go ahead and find something right quick. The fellow who was supposed to be debating Richard, uh, well, talking about agreeing. The fellow who was supposed to be debating him. Doesn't really do a whole lot of debating him. I'm sure you've played this one, not to poke at your past or whatever, but I'll do it. I play this all the time. Sure. Right? If you ask people involved in BLM, how many unarmed black, I'm curious, yeah, how many unarmed black men do you think are killed every year by the police? Um, oh, man. Billions. <laughs> yeah, millions, billions. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. A relatively small number, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like people might say like a relatively small number and guess like maybe like 500. It's like 12. Right. It's a very small number. But like, Think about it this way. But it's an expression of what... Now, this is the white dude that Adam brought on allegedly to debate. Why would you just... How... This is... This is this is sad, man. Because Adam is just showing he has no respect for the culture that he wants to represent, which he is claiming to represent black culture. Okay. Let me see something right here, quick. Let's see something here, real quick. Hold on.
forget it, forget it, forget it. Let's just continue. I'm just going to bring it up. But like I said, he messed up. He should have brought, he should have had a black person on here, but he doesn't give a damn. And we're seeing the white supremacy here. Eight Richard. And yet he comes out sounding more alt-right than Richard. This is the guy that Adam chose. Adam chose this guy. Could have chosen somebody black. Could have chosen an Umar Johnson. Could have chosen somebody who would be actually qualified to do this. He chooses a white fella. And then amazingly enough, what do you know? It's a white dude who's sitting there agreeing with Richard and expressing Richard's talking points. That's the guy that Adam chose to quote unquote debate. But wait a minute now, you notice I haven't skipped forward anything. Notice it keeps going. They feel, I, I, I think mm -hmm. we have, I, it might not very well be rational and you can show, you can shove statistics down their throat, but it's an expression of how they feel. And it might even be a certain kind of fantasy element to it as well. Um, in the sense that, uh, they, they do feel out of place and oppressed and not making it or something. It, it also expresses a certain kind of fantasy of like to make a conflict that is invisible in a way visible. Yeah. And that's to, what to I, kind of, yeah, that's yeah. what I said before. It feels good to have the patriarchy to fight against, right. or to have cops to fight against because you get this because there is a lot of frustration in general. In okay. The fact of the matter is, all right, this this debate is this debate is horrible all right it's horrible but this the stupidity coming out of destiny's mouth the feeling they have to fight peter the feeling you know you have to fight cops why are people having to fight cops destiny why is that now, i'm looking on npr.org since 2015 police officers have fatally shot at least 135 unarmed black men and women nationwide an NPR investigation has found NPR reviewed police and court and other records to examine the details of the cases. At least 75% of the officers were white. The latest one happened this month in Keeling, Texas, where Patrick Warren Sr., 52, was fatally shot by an officer responding to a mental health call. For at least 15 of the officers, such as McMahon, McMahon the shootings were not their first or their last, NPR found. They have been involved in two, sometimes three or more shootings, often deadly and without consequences. Okay. Those who study deadly force, hold on one second. Those who study deadly force by police say it's unusual for officers to be involved in any shootings. Many officers will go their entire career without shootings, sometimes without pulling their gun at all, said Peter Scharf, a criminologist and professor in the School of Public Health at Louisiana State University and co-author of The Badge and the Bullet, Police use of deadly force, it's rare. Not every law enforcement agency releases detailed information about the police shootings. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department and the Kansas City, um, Missouri Police Department, for example, refuse to release specifics such as officers' names or their race, citing open investigations. Still, NPR, hold on one second. Okay, still, NPR reviews thousands of pages of job applications, personal records, use of force reports, citizen complaints, court records, lawsuits, news releases, witness statements, and local and state police investigation investigative reports to examine the backgrounds of the officers and analyze details of each shooting. We also interviewed use of force experts, criminologists, police, lawyers, prosecutors, and relatives of the victims. 
Okay. Among NPR's other findings, at least six officers had trouble pa had trouble pass before being hired onto police departments, including drug use and domestic violence. One officer had been fired from another law enforcement agency, and at least two officers were forced out. Several officers were convicted of crimes while on the force, such as battery and resisting and obstructing, but kept their jobs. In one instance, officers, officials in a tiny Louisiana parish repeatedly fired and rehired a deputy who got into trouble with the law. Three times over 30 years records show. More than two dozen officers have racked up citizens' complaints or use of force incidents. A Fort Lauderdale, Florida police officer had 82 reviews over use of force incidents, but was never found in violation. A Vinland, New Jersey officer had more than three dozen use of force incidents over a five-year period. Several officers have violated the department policies and been cited for ethics violations, including a Hollywood, Florida officer accused of trying to steer business to his company, and an Arizona state trooper accused of misuse of state property. Okay. 19 of the officers involved in deadly shootings were rookies within less than a year on the force. One was on the job for four hours, another for four days. More than a quarter of the killings occurred during traffic stops and 24 of the dead. 18% suffered from mental illness. The youngest person shot was a 15-year-old Batch Springs, Texas high school freshman who played on the football team. The oldest was a 62-year-old man killed in Los Angeles County home. Nearly 60% of the shootings occurred in the South, with more than a quarter in Texas, Georgia, and Louisiana, NPR found. The killings have at least 30 judgments and settlements totaling more than 142 million records show. Dozens of lawsuits and claims are pending. Okay? Th this stuff right here, I mean... Not to mention, let's talk about, you know, let's, since we're talking about police shootings, okay, let's talk about the banditos. Let's talk about the uh, jump out boys. Let's talk about the wayside whiteys. Let's talk about those gangs in the LA County Sheriff's Department. Let's talk about that. Hmm? Let's talk about the LA Sheriff's Department, okay? Beat a black man so bad that he lost his eye for a traffic stop. The guy was not resisting arrest. All right. Let's talk about those gangs, those police gangs in the um, Los Angeles Sheriff's County Department, okay? That have been around for 60 years, terrorizing and killing minorities and have not been convicted. Hmm? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the executioners. White supremacist police officers. Let's talk about that. Destiny? Of course, Destiny doesn't know these things. Destiny doesn't experience these things. Destiny has never been stopped by a cop. I'll tell you, I've been stopped by a cop. That's as far as I'm going to go with that. What we're seeing here is just pure, I don't give a damn about black people. They are mules and beasts of burden for my financial enterprise, for where I want to go. That's it. That's what I'm seeing here. The fact that Destiny is a clown. Plus, he does, man, he, please. Life. I think that's probably part of life. It feels good to have the patriarchy or cops to fight against. This is the guy who was supposed to be debating Richard Spencer. I could play Richard Spencer's clips and quotes in here, but I thought it more interesting to play for you all, allegedly the guy who was there, quote unquote, to debate Richard Spencer. 
So far, y'all ain't hearing very much disagreement or debate so far now, are you? Not a whole lot of debate going on. Now, is that accidental? I wonder if Destiny is done with that. And yes, I know Destiny was on Pearly Things program. So yeah, these lines of connection aren't very far apart. But Jason was reaching all this time. I wonder if Destiny keeps going in this vein. I wonder. Treating the things a bit differently. Sure. But the problem is that people take it a little bit too far. And instead of saying like, well, hold on. I think that there needs to be a special unique place for black people to talk about their place in the U.S. and the history in the U.S. That evolved into fuck white people. They can't talk about anything related to whiteness. And now we're only going to talk about black issues. And if you even dare challenge that, you're racist. Like that the thing is, just like, where does that come from? Because white people didn't give a damn about black people when they aired their grievances, when they talked about slavery, when they talked about the corruption <clears throat> in the police department, okay? I just talked to you about what has been going on in L.A. when it comes to these, the, the corruption in the L.A. police department, sheriff department, all right? And when that's brought up, Whites don't give a damn. So when blacks say, don't talk, we don't want you talking about what we go through, you get offended, but not figuring out why. Like I said, this is not a debate. This is a conversation. Jason Black is right here. Um, Which one of these guys is the alt-right again? Because that's not Richard Spencer. Richard Spencer is the other guy with the black jacket. But by the way, this is the dude that Pearly Things had on. This is the dude that Adam brought on here ostensibly to debate Richard Spencer. And yet, yeah, Richard Spencer doesn't even need to say anything. So I could play for you Richard Spencer's quotes during the program. I could play that for you, but I found it much more interesting to play the guy he was supposed to be debating. When I tell you there was no debate, there wasn't a debate. That's the problem. Jason, are you still loading up more? How much did you? Oh, I got plenty more for you if you really just want it. It's a little bit strange, you know? I, I get what you're saying, and I'm 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 being sympathetic towards it. I, I have many of the same criticisms. One of the criticisms that I do agree with that you hear from the left is, um, you know, they'll they'll show some image of some you know fatso screaming white pride or yelling at someone, and they'll be like, "This is the white supremacist," you know. And then there's also that other kind of question of like, "What are you?" actually standing for what do you want yeah uh, i think that was a major question the why question about the alt-right and why it the alt-right could be the fat ignorant maga supporter it could be a person that basically is poor as hell it could be the person that's in the military did you know there's 17 gangs in the military there's also white supremacist military it's white supremacist gangs in the military all right Okay, there's white supremacists in prison. There's white supremacists in corporations, big media corporations. All right, so they're everywhere. Failed and is kind of part of the past now, mm -hmm. um, is because it couldn't answer. There was no like actual spiritual core to what whiteness is, which I think that's so many true. movements have that issue. Remember Occupy yeah. Wall Street. Yes. What the fuck did they want? 
That was a huge fervent. It came and it went, and like, what the fuck did you guys want? Or BLM and the riots and the police. Like, what did you guys want? Abolish policing? They tried that as a place. It didn't work. Like, what did you guys want? Black Lives Matter is an organization that's from that is Marxist. In in its true nature, it's Marxist, communist, and it wants the destruction of the traditional family unit. And they work for George Soros. Was never about black lives. Using the deaths of black people to get to get what they want. Yeah, but they were originally, you know, that's what they're about. Never about black lives at all. If Destiny did his homework, he would know that. Um, the alt right. Well, you notice that he keeps coming back. This is the guy supposed to be debating Richard Spencer. This is the guy hanging out with pearly things. And what do you know? He's sitting there saying, thank you for giving me time to debate Richard Spencer. Now, let me tell you what I think about black folk. This wasn't a debate. This was three white men getting together to tell you about what they don't like about black folk. Now, I've let you listen to them, and I could play a lot more, but I'm only going to play one more thing. I'm going to play a, a cl audio clip here from... Adam himself and something that Adam had to say. And for all of you Negro bootlicks who've been kissing his ass all these years, giving him a pass, ignoring what was so obviously blatantly a low key suspected white supremacist in your midst the whole damn time falling for the yo, yo, yo. For all of you who've been on this program, been avid listeners, retweeting, reposting, why don't you go ahead and try to explain away this blackness and shit? And it starts to feel like really segregated and weird. Like, when I was reading happened? through the Southern Poverty Law Center thing about Richard last night, which I can kind of assume probably hasn't been updated since like approximately 2016 because they left out some newer stuff. But I, I'm reading it and it's like almost every quote that I'm seeing from you talking about your white identity or whatever is something that sounds eerily familiar to something i've heard black people say mm -hmm. in relatively mainstream circles in the last couple of years so right. i don't know if maybe those statements seemed a little bit different in 2016 but viewed from today's light it really a, a large percentage of them didn't really seem all that shocking to me now people for those of you who are new here and you don't really know who jason black is i'm a doc among other things i'm a documentary filmmaker and i spoke to richard spencer in 2016, a few months after the Charlottesville race riots, I interviewed him. It took a lot of doing, but I got a face-to-face one-on-one interview with him. Richard Spencer is not somebody I talk about. He's somebody I have talked to for an extensive period of time. So I have no reason to sit up here and mischaracterize what it is. He was as advertised. If anything, he was very eager to make it clear that he was not being taken out of context anywhere that you've heard him say something. So when Adam sits up here and tells you, well, I was at the Southern Poverty Law Center website and I saw what they were quoting about you uh, and they must not have updated it in a few years because it didn't seem to be that incendiary to me. Well, you know what? This is what you can find on the Southern, Southern Poverty Law Center website. When you go to Richard Bertrand Spencer. Now, why don't we go over some of the, the go over the quotes that Adam read? Because remember, he said, I read quotes on the Southern Poverty Law Center website. 
Why don't I show you all the quotes he's referring to? We're going to read them one by one. In his own words, quote, we're going to be back here and we're going to humiliate all of these people who opposed us. We'll be back here a thousand times if necessary. I always win because I have the will to win. I keep going until I win. 2017, Unite the Right Rally in Charlottesville. Islam at its full flourishing isn't some peaceful denomination like Methodism or religion or Buddhism. Islam is a black flag. It is an expansive domineering ideology and one that is directed against Europe. In this way, Islam give non-Europeans a fighting spirit and integrates them into something much greater than themselves. Please remember, in the world of white supremacy, Islam and Muslim are code words for black. Always have been. Next, speech at Texas A&M. A race is genetically coherent. A race is something you can study. A race is about genes and DNA, but it's not just about genes and DNA. The most important thing about it is the people and the spirit. That's what a race is about. That doesn't seem to be very uh, very controversial. Uh, Jason, what's the big problem here? Oh, I don't know. Martin, quote, Martin Luther King Jr., a fraud and degenerate in his life, has become the symbol and sinisure, look it up, of white dispossession and deconstruction of Occidental civilization. We must overcome. These are the quotes that Adam of No Jumper read. And he just told you he didn't see a problem with it. So he's the Adam Spencer. I mean, Adam 22, he's down with me being a neo-Nazi. He, he don't see a problem with that. Martin Luther King Jr. is a fraud and degenerate in his life. Maybe he didn't see a problem with it because Adam 22 is also a degenerate. After all, he did sleep with a 16-year-old in his 20s. Okay. As he goes to sit among his black employees and some brain-dead, lean-slurping, drugged-out, codeine junkies who'll come on his program. I guess he wants more of his kind. Next quote, our dream is a new society, an ethnostate that would be a gathering point for all Europeans. It would be a new society based on very different ideals than say the Declaration of Independence. When we hear any professional Latinos support this or that social program, we sense in our guts that her policy prescriptions are rationalizations for nationalism. She might say more immigration is good. She means the Anglos are finished. What blocks our progress, now listen to this one. What blocks our progress is the meme that has been carefully implanted in white people's minds over the course of decades of programming from Mississippi burning to Lee Daniels, the butler, that any kind of positive racial feeling among whites is inherently evil and stupid and derives solely from bigotry and resentment. 
and that the political and social advancement of non-whites is inherently moral and wonderful. That the political and social advancement of non-whites is inherently moral and wonderful. He sees that as a negative. He sees the idea of the progress of non-white people, and he said the only non-whites he's concerned about. He didn't say American me. He didn't say the National Council of La Raza. He didn't say Ava Longoria. He said Mississippi burning and the butler. Those he, black folk are the non-white people he's referring to. He made it very clear. And Adam, things he can't name the black folk he's referring to, but that reminds him of things he's heard. Jumper junkies sit up here and try to lie and say, oh, Jason, you reaching. Adam didn't really say it like that. Yes, he did. Blackness and shit. And it starts to feel like really segregated and weird. Like, when I was reading happened? through the Southern Poverty Law Center thing about Richard last night, which I can kind of assume probably hasn't been updated since like approximately 2016 because they left out some newer stuff. But I, I'm reading it and it's like almost every quote that I'm seeing from you talking about your white identity or whatever is something that sounds eerily familiar to something I've heard black people say mm -hmm. in relatively mainstream circles in the last couple of years. So right. I don't know if maybe those statements seemed a little bit different in 2016, but viewed from today's light, it really, a, a large percentage of them didn't really seem all that shocking to me. And maybe he didn't want to have black people on here because an intelligent black person, because they probably look up what Richard Spencer said and he would be very uncomfortable. He will be risk being canceled a second time. Yeah, he, he probably didn't want a black person on there for that. So, wow. Pearly Things brings on a white supremacist. Adam-22 brings on a neo-Nazi. There have been a whole bunch of people who've been given air. Given air to these obvious low-key suspected white supremacists who smuggled their way into quote-unquote hip-hop culture from dj vlad to adam no jumper and there's been a never-ending stream of negroes who've been willing to sell out their souls or what little integrity they do have to allow them to have room on just the hopes they can get themselves a pat on the damn head and those of us who are not desperate to get that they telling us you use a hater something wrong with you right there Let's see if those folks sit up here and poke their heads up now. They got a whole lot of explaining to do after this. By the way, you didn't hear this on the Joe Budden program, did you? You heard Joe Budden say that we heard, hey, Adam, you said some things that folks think are controversial. You didn't hear Joe Budden actually play for you what Adam said. And it was a three-hour interview. It was a three-hour interview, but by the way, Joe Budden didn't actually play the clips for you that I played here so that you all can hear it. You didn't have to wait three hours from Just Pearly Things to Adam No Jumper. You didn't have to wait three hours. Skipping around here. soul searching i got a sneaking suspicion you're not gonna find very much 
I warned you all that tonight's program was going to be a flamethrower. I warned you that tonight's program was going to get down and dirty into the business. And that folks that I've been calling out for literally years and warning people about getting proximity to them for literally years now. With folks sitting up here deriding me and insulting me and impugning me and criticizing me and talking about saying I was a hater for saying the truth. Well, why don't you just go ahead and slap a label on your ass and put a brand on your butt cheeks and let white mommy and daddy put a saddle on your back and ride you around and just be done with it i think that would just work out better if you just go ahead and let them put a saddle on your back and just let's be done with it and get back to the plantation where you belong because they are obviously ready willing and eager to take you there if jason black saw this years ago all these other YouTubers, Kevin, Fresh and Fit, Lead Attorney, Mediocre, Melanie, and the O-Boys, Donovan Dole and the rest of them, they all saw it too. They just said, yeah, you know what, damn that, whatever. We just going for it. However, you might disagree Therefore, the telephone lines are now open. The number is 646-787-1933. That's 646-787-1933. Your personal access code to the program. Yeah, I ain't even, I ain't even, I don't follow Miss Purdy things or, uh, what's that other dude, Adam? But, you know, so far as Adam, he's, he's kind of like another DJ flag. So, so anytime you see a bunch of these white, you, you see these little white folks that want to come around black folks, that you got a lot of these goof ass niggas that be trying to, uh, that, that get them all their information, tell them all their damn business on their platform. And that, that, uh, that, that, that right there, that is, that's shameful, but I've been, but I've been called out some of these platforms, like going on their live stream and, and told them like, man, bro, that that ain't right. What y'all doing with that Miss Pearly things? Well, you, you know, know calling them out is important, and saying that is important because this is how you get to come back here later and say, now we said this a long damn time ago. These folks don't have any legitimacy after they've had this opportunity. They don't have any legitimacy after this. So this is good that they went right this now. far. Skip that. Her views and talking points in an in-depth way. So this was a very eye-opening program for me. I did not realize. Um, Maybe, guys. Okay. So Fucking them. It don't matter how far she goes or what she says. This ain't embarrassing. They let the gay white man do it to him all the time. Man. I see it all the time. Man. Thank you very much for giving us. All right. So I'm done with this right now. But, uh, hey, hey, it's what it is, man. It's what it is. Uh, <sighs> Much respect to uh, Jason Black. Um, 
this is sad, man. It really is. But the ministry was going downhill. It was more for, you know, titillation. It was more for, like I said, it was more for titillation. Okay. Small ways to get more men on, on their, you know, to watch their content platforms. And they were feeding on the insecurities of men, men who really didn't want to uh, advance, just men who wanted to uh, find a quick way to get sex. Not really for relationships, because relationships take building, it takes inner work on us as men first before we could go look for a woman. That takes time. That is sometimes boring. It's not that flashy stuff like is in the manosphere. Be an alpha, buy this thousand dollar course. Okay. And that's how men get played. And that's how the manosphere get played because you'll see women who want to be opportunists. Who don't really care about men's issues. They care about capitalizing on men and their insecurities. And then blasting it to the world, you made yourself a target. In many ways, more than one. All right. Anything you want to know about this channel is in the description box. Okay, and uh, that's about it. Later.